Well, I have said for for years that the most unreliable voting block are young voters. But what Joe Biden was able to tap into in 2020 was a huge reason why he won that election. It was because of the young turnout. And you can talk about, you know, Hollywood chipping in and and all these uh, shows maybe that that ran their course got together for a union to raise money for the Democrats, all those things. You can you can point to all of those things, but the Democrats did it, and it was a way to engage younger voters. Now, what do younger voters traditionally care about? They care about, for example, the climate. They care about uh, finding a job. They care about how much money they're saddled with in debt from their stu- from their from their student loans from their undergrad that they got or their or their master's degree that they got. And so now what we're seeing uh according to a recent poll at the at the Harvard Kennedy Institute of Politics that there is a uh, almost a, a an about face of voters between 18 and 29 that were with Joe Biden and the Democrats in this last election, but now maybe are feeling spurned. That has to that has to be concerning for the left. Mark Brewer, of course, an attorney, former chair of the Michigan Democratic Party, uh, joins us. Mark, good to have you. Mark, uh, is this um, is this worrisome? Do you think uh, not only to Joe Biden, but then down the ticket? What does this mean for 2024? Well, I don't read too much into one poll. Uh, You know, I think what we've seen with young people, and this is true of of most voters nowadays, that if you um, talk about and are on the right side of their issues and you present candidates that are attractive to them and, again, are on the right side of their issues, that the support will be there. Uh, it's, It's not about loyalty to a particular party or not. And so as long as Democrats, I think, don't take uh, the youth vote for granted and continue to talk about the issues you just mentioned, uh, climate change, uh, jobs, but also issues like choice, uh, which we saw a big vote in Ohio yesterday on, civil rights for all people, including the LGBTQ community, I think Democrats can continue to do very well among young voters. But we've got to work for it. You can't take folks for granted. There's no doubt about it. But one of the projects that Joe Biden approved with the Willow Project in Alaska, there were a lot of younger people that that took him for his word when he said, well, we're going to go green. We're going to do away with fossil fuels and and that we weren't going to be doing any more drilling like this. And when when he approved that project, because he even sees that we're not at a at a period in history where we can just do away with with gasoline or petrol or whatever. We, we still need these these energy sources. Um, and so he thought that was a necessary project to greenlight. But there were younger voters that said, well, this is a complete betrayal of what you told us that you were going to do on the climate. And, and people left. And because of this is just one issue. Right. And 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 I think that's a it's a great point. You got to work for it. You got to continue to provide that engagement. Is there a worry, though, that 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 they're they're not seeing the larger picture? Well, I think that's the responsibility of President Biden and Democrats and all of our candidates to to make sure that the larger picture is there. I mean, look, the president, Democrats in Congress have delivered, you know, tens of billions of dollars, historic investments 
in you know upgrading our infrastructure and making sure green energy is coming, incentivizing the auto industry. I mean, just so many ways across the board. And so all of this has to be seen in context. But again, it's the job of the Democrats, the president and others, to make sure that uh, young voters and all voters see that. Um, are are going to be exceptions, like you just pointed out, Leska? Certainly. But I think if you compare the parties, compare the candidates, mm-hmm. it's pretty clear. And that's the other thing, Chris, I want to make a point of. Elections are always about choices. And so if it's if it's Trump, that's the Republican nominee, and it's Biden, the Democratic nominee, there's going to be a contrast on, on all kinds of issues, including the ones you mentioned, between the two. And that's what young voters and other voters will be making the choice on between the candidates. Is it possible that that maybe the Harvard Youth Poll can can show that 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 those identifying as residents uh, or excuse me, those identifying as Democrats, 39 percent from a couple of years ago, that fell four percent to to this particular poll. So it's not a, a, a huge exodus of of those who identify as Democrats. But is it possible to have uh, on a national scale younger people maybe uh, maybe considering other options or leaning more independent? But places here in Michigan where where the governor for to her credit has done a nice job building up the Democratic base. Right. Haven't had a a Democratic uh, uh, legislature in almost 40 years, but she helped lead the way in that regard. Is it possible on a national scale, a scale we can see younger people turning a different way, but here in Michigan, they're staying relatively true? I mean, it's certainly possible, but look, that, you know, 4% change is pretty much within the margin of error of that poll. So that could fluctuate. Like I said, it's only one poll. And, you know, the other thing is numbers do fluctuate. Uh, we're, we're a year and a half away from the election. Um, but frankly, as you point out, I can put a finer point on it. Michigan led the country last year in youth turnout in our elections. So Michigan Democrats have done a good job. They got to keep doing it of getting young voters to come out voting. We had long lines at polling places on college campuses and elsewhere in the state. And we've got to, but we've got to keep it up. We've got to continue to talk about issues of importance to those voters and make sure they come out next year that they don't they aren't attracted by the Republican rhetoric of saying, oh, your vote doesn't count, shouldn't bother voting. Their vote does count. It does make an impact in terms of who you vote for. Uh, but again, it's an ongoing job, Chris. Uh, Democrats can't let up. They can't take the youth vote for granted. Is there a, I, you know, and this is just me, I, I would be almost frustrated because if you're if you're looking to get the most votes, right, generally younger people are unreliable. They don't necessarily take the process seriously. They don't always make the time to go and vote, although now there are other options for them. Like it, 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 they are a rely uh, an unreliable uh, voting base. But if you can reel them in, you can reap the rewards. How important do you think these parties are going to look at this going forward? Democrats or Republicans, but but in this case, mostly Democrats. How important is that block going to be? Are they going to try to target those those younger voters or are they going to try to appeal to a much more uh, moderate independent base? Look, it's, it's not all or nothing. I mean, I've been in Democratic politics in Michigan since the 1970s. You've got to do all of the above. Mm. This is a competitive two-party state. You've got to reach out to, to working people, college-educated people, seniors, young folks, to put together the winning coalition here in Michigan from election to election. 
And so, again, it's not all or nothing. It's not you target some group and you ignore the rest. you got to do it all in order to be successful in Michigan because we're so competitive here. And there's no doubt that the Democratic Party will include among its targets next year young voters, not only to you know, mobilize them and attract them on issues, but then get out to vote. That's been made a lot easier by a lot of the changes we've made the last several years where now you can register and vote up to and on election day. You can vote by absentee in advance. And now we're going to have nine days of early voting where you can literally go in, cast your vote, and have it tabulated right there um, on the spot. The results won't be reported until later. But we have made voting in Michigan very convenient uh, for all voters, but I think that's been particularly attractive to young voters as well. You know, you mentioned the the contrast that, that voters will likely have to make between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. And let's assume, just for the sake of argument, that those are the two candidates that, that we're going to be choosing from in November. Is uh, How do you view that race? How do you view that? If those are the guys, how do you view our the, the state of our politics in this country? Well, it's certainly very polarized, um, and that's going you know, to continue to happen. Um, you know, but I think it, you know, in Michigan here, it will be a very competitive race up and down the ticket. Um, I do not like to see articles that say, oh, Michigan is safe, Michigan is blue, Michigan is a Democratic stronghold, because that's not true. That's not true. Our elections here traditionally, and this is not going to change, are very close. Mm. So each party's got to get out there, persuade enough voters, and then make sure they vote uh, to make a difference on Election Day. Um, I don't know what the answer is for the polarization, but I do know if Donald Trump gets elected, it'll be worse. It'll be anarchy. He's done everything he can to undermine our government and citizens' confidence in the government. Uh, voting for Donald Trump is a prescription to make the polarization of this country worse. All right, Mark. Unfortunately, we got to leave it there. I'm up against it. It's good to talk with you. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Chris. Take yeah, care now. You do the same. 800-859-0957. 800-859-0957. WJR. Got to take a break. We'll get to more of your calls and text next here on WJR.